Welcome in to the Saturday edition of the Fun Astrology and Merriman Market Analyst Financial Podcast. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you so much for joining us. This is being recorded on the double ingress day, January 20th, and is for the market week ahead of January 22nd. This is the free weekly column that is published at MMACycles.com and is written by Ray Merriman, financial astrologer now in his 48th year of publishing these annual reports. They always begin with news quotes, and this is from the Wall Street Journal on January 17th. The federal budget deficit totaled $509 billion in the first quarter of fiscal year 2024, the Congressional Budget Office estimates. That amount is $87 billion more than the deficit recorded during the same period last fiscal year. Although revenues this year were $83 billion, or 8% higher, outlays rose more by $170 billion, or 12%. Outlays for interest on the public debt were substantially higher, increasing by $73 billion, or 49%, primarily because interest rates are significantly higher than they were in the first three months of fiscal year 2023, end quote. And now Ray's commentary. The global stock markets were under siege early last week and then suddenly reversed, perhaps reflecting the switch about to take place this weekend as both the Sun and Pluto leave Capricorn for Aquarius. In Asia and the Pacific Rim, it was a tale of two worlds. Japan's Nikkei and India's Nifty indexes soared to a new 33-year high, the Nikkei on Friday, or a new all-time high, the Nifty on Tuesday. But the Shanghai Composite of China fell to its lowest level in nearly four years, and the Hang Seng of Hong Kong to its lowest level since November of 2022. All the indices that we track in Europe were under pressure with weekly lows on Wednesday, January 17th. It was the lowest prices in seven weeks for the German DAC, the Netherlands AEX, and the London FTSE. But each turned around and rallied modestly into Friday, but well off their multi-year or all-time highs. In the United States, all three of the major indices we follow made weekly or multi-week lows midweek, but then rallied into new all-time highs on Friday. Brazil's Bovespa followed the opposite course and fell to a five-week low by Friday. The disparity in the regional indices of the Far East and the Americas is rather stunning and unusual, but not so out of character given the big switch about to take place with the geocosmics. Sharp price swings were also the order of the week in the crypto markets. Bitcoin dropped nearly 20% from its yearly high of January 11th, when the EFT bonanza was approved, to its intraday low on Friday. Ethereum also dropped over 10% in the last week. Gold and silver behaved a little like stocks at first as gold dropped to a new five-week low on Wednesday, the same day, silver fell to a new nine-week low, but both had decent rallies into Friday, though nothing as dramatic as the U.S. stocks. Crude oil, on the other hand, continues to tread water in a congestion zone between $70 and $75. That's likely to change the closer we get to mid-April, when Jupiter, the co-ruler of crude oil, nears its 14-year conjunction with Uranus. Now, the short-term geocosmics. A quote from Thursday's Economist, article entitled, Donald Trump is Winning, Business Beware. As ever, saying what Mr. Trump would actually do is very hard. He has few fixed beliefs, is a chaotic boss, and can reverse positions several times a day. 
In a town hall in Iowa, he said he would be too busy in his second term to seek retribution against his political enemies. That was a few hours after his own campaign sent out an email with the subject line, I am your retribution. Businesses often say what they fear most is uncertainty. With Mr. Trump, that is guaranteed. This unpredictability could make a second Trump term very much worse than the first. End quote. Race commentary. Pluto is back, and this time with the sun. That is, on Saturday, January 20th, both the sun and Pluto together will cross the boundary from Capricorn into Aquarius. It's like both celestial bodies are leaving the sign of the past and entering the sign of the future. In fact, the Sun and Aquarius both pertain to the future. This double ingress represents a potential script-to-flip scenario. Right now, the script is heavily weighted in American politics that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the inevitable candidates who will face off again in the November election. Each side expresses an almost arrogant belief that this is a fait accompli. Yet both of these men are aged, Capricorn, and both represent the power conflicts of the past, Capricorn, and not the future, Aquarius. The majority, Aquarius, of Americans do not wish this rematch. Thus, if the script is to flip, this is the time for that dynamic to make its entry. This is a big deal if you're a Western tropical astrologer and explains very well the turmoil the world is going through. It also coincides with Pluto transiting near, as in conjunct, the natal son of Robert Kennedy Jr., Nikki Haley, Michelle Obama, and Dean Phillips. The Sun-Pluto is a crucial indicator of their solar return charts for this year. It represents exposures to power, as in being empowered or disempowered. Pluto, god of the underworld, symbolizing a force of power that can elicit emotions of fear and terror, is crossing zero degrees Aquarius for the third of five times between March 2023 and November 2024. But fear and terror are reserved for those who think they have power, relentlessly trying to hold on to it but refuse to surrender it to advance the well-being of the collective, Aquarius, when reforms are clearly called for. Nobody escapes Pluto unscathed without the admission that change, or reform, is in dire need of being put into action, of correcting that which is clearly not working for the betterment of the majority. The majority, the masses, are represented by Aquarius, so it is the entire world that will not escape unscathed unless there is a major reform of the use of power on the planet. It's a major battle for humanity's future. Denial is not a winning strategy in a cosmic situation like this. Pluto can symbolize corruption, but it can also signal an effort to rid corruption. And here is where Aquarius can come in and be a positive agent of change. If Pluto, the planet, represents the power to transform, then Aquarius, the sign, is the means to do so via innovation and invention. The goal of Aquarius is freedom. It gets that by invention, by discovery, and the application of a futuristic type of knowledge that benefits the masses, 
an innate understanding of what the world needs at this moment. Of course, in the early going, this type of knowledge is revolutionary and therefore a threat to those in positions of power, Pluto, who are determined to resist change. Even worse, they may act out violently against their real or perceived enemies in their quest to hold on to power. But with Pluto, surrender is necessary, and it ultimately comes or it is forced after which the promise of reform and freedom are realized. Thus, Pluto and Aquarius can be turbulent and violent in the beginning, but this is only the first phase of a purging process that leads to freedom and reform through the simultaneous themes of innovation and invention. The importance of zero degrees Aquarius cannot be overlooked either. This was the degree of the new era, spelled A-I-R-A, and thank you, Cat Powell, for that term. That was when Jupiter and Saturn conjoined on December 21, 2020. That began a 140-plus year cycle of the Great Mutation, Jupiter conjunct Saturn, taking place in air signs for the first time in about 800 years. Now, whenever an outer planet crosses this point, an important characteristic of the new era is activated. When Pluto first crossed it, moving direct in March of 2023, four major banks went under and panic swept the financial markets. But also the excitement of the AI technological renaissance blasted off with ChatGPT and NVIDIA. Now Pluto will go direct again over zero degrees Aquarius and this time with the sun. It is time for the Aquarian leaders to stand up to expose the problems of societies and governments, and to offer solutions. The sun in Aquarius is never an easy trading period. In Aquarius, things don't go according to plan. Markets can rally or fall sharply when everyone is expecting the opposite. Thus, we can anticipate the next month will not go according to expectations or current narratives. This means traders need to be very nimble, especially now, with the Sun and Pluto both entering Aquarius, but also next weekend when Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, turns direct. This is one of the strongest reversal or breakout signatures in astrology pertaining to financial markets. It is a breakout if a market is near its yearly high or low. It is more often a reversal if it is undergoing a corrective countertrend move. In politics, it means front-runners may start to lose momentum, reverse their apparent invincible standings, or they can break out to even greater margins and never look back. It can be either or or both. One party may break out, another reverse. That's why the next three weeks are critical for Americans who do not wish a rematch of 2020. And that's why the switch from Capricorn to Aquarius could flip the script now. With Aquarius and Uranus highlighted the rest of this month, large price swings may be noted in technology stocks, like the NASDAQ index. It could also coincide with high winds, electrical blackouts, earthquakes, and other natural calamities. At the same time, it is favorable for a vision into the future, to those who are receptive to having sudden insights and innovations. Timing is not always accurate, 
and the ability to easily connect revolutionary ideas with others may be absent. Others may think you are strange, weird, and maybe you are. But the vision may be very clear and exciting to the one who plays host. And that concludes this week's newsletter. I will just mention that the MMA 2024 forecast goes into all of this in depth and is available on audiobook. You can pick it up at MMACycles.com or HighTimelineBooks.com. Both will take you to the same place. This is a time that we will look back on for a long, long time. And remember, thanks so much for listening, Ray. Thank you for the newsletter and for allowing us to replicate it here. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back next weekend for the Financial Report and podcasts all week next week on Fun Astrology. 